what's an RMD and why do I have to take it? Well, remember what you told your kids, because I said so. You've got to take an RMD because the IRS says so. But there's a whole lot of moving parts and that's the topic of today's show. Let's jump in. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome to the My Retirement Clarity Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lee Perkins. I'm the founder and the owner of JL Perkins Wealth Management. And as always, just a reminder, our firm specializes in working with retirees and pre-retirees, usually over the age of 55. Um, and, and folks up to, I don't know, I think maybe our oldest client to this point is maybe in their early 80s. Um, I'll take it back. We do have one that is in their 90s. So uh, anyway, but you can learn a whole lot more about our firm, who we work with, and what we do at www.myretirementclarity.com. So on today's show, we're going to talk about a topic that if it doesn't affect you right now, at some point in the future, it will. And it's called the required minimum distribution or the RMD. There always seems to be a lot of confusion around the topic. So I'm going to spend some time today going over what I think you need to know. So first things first, what is an RMD? Well, simply put, an RMD is a required minimum distribution. Some folks uh, will refer to it as a required mandatory distribution. If you search the term on Google, you'll see the word mandatory. And it's the mandatory uh, amount that everybody must take from their qualified accounts in the year that they reach the age of 72. And so this is where one of the pieces of confusion comes up because this age used to be 70 and a half, and it's now 72. There are some exceptions to the rule for some accounts while people are still working, but you know, for the most part, 72 is when you have to take your R&D. But I, I don't want to get into the exceptions right now. I don't want to spend any time going into those details because it can be a little bit confusing. So I want to keep this very, uh, very high level so you can understand it as best you can. So now let me say this. If you're already taking a monthly distribution from your retirement accounts, it's possible that that amount might already satisfy the RMD. And so if it does, you don't have to worry about an additional RMD. You don't have to take an additional amount. All right. So the RMD is an actuarial-based number from the IRS table, and this is what determines how much money you have to take from your account each year. And there are a lot of RMD calculators on the internet that you can use to estimate how much your RMD is. But in the first year, when you're, you reach the age of 72, it's, it's roughly 3.9%. That's just a ballpark number. Now, that percentage is going to go up every year as you get older, because you're going to climb up that RMD table. But again, this, this is just a ballpark amount. So the amount that you have to take in a particular year is based on the year-end value, December 31st of the previous year. So if your IRA had $500,000 in it on December 31st of last year, then that's the number the IRS is going to 
use to calculate what you're required to take this year. All right. Now, every company or every custodian that holds your money, they are required to report this value to the IRS every single year. And most of the times, you're going to get a copy of of this letter. Uh, It's usually referred to as a fair market value letter. And so this is how they keep up with how much money we have uh, and how much money they are entitled to. So what's the purpose of the RMD? Why does the government require us to take this distribution? Well, the answer is simple. They want you to take this distribution so they can get their portion of your account in the form of their tax revenue. So no matter if you want it or if you need the money, you've got to take it. Now, I know there are a lot of folks out there who don't really need the money, and they may be tempted not to take the RMD. And you can do this if you want to, but you are going to pay heavily. If you don't take your RMD, there is a 50% penalty. 5-0, a 50% penalty. It is one of the the most severe penalties in the tax code. So, folks, you don't want to fight the IRS on this one. You're, you're not going to win. Take the RMD and pay your taxes. All right. So the first question is, when do you have to take the RMD? All right. So here it is. You've got to take your first RMD in the year that you turn 72. So it doesn't matter what month your birthday is as long as you take it that year. If your birthday is in January and you turn 72 in January, you can take it between January the 1st and December the 31st. If your birthday is in October, you don't have to wait until you turn 72 in October. Take it in January or March or December. It really doesn't matter as long as you take it by the end of the year. Now, let me back up for just a second and add a level of confusion. All right, the IRS actually gives you a little bit of a pass in the first year, well, it's not really a pass, but you can actually delay your RMD the first year. So technically, you can wait until the following year to take your first RMD. But if you do this you and you go ahead and wait until the next year, you've got to take two RMDs that year. And so to me, this hardly ever makes sense to do. The only time it does is if there's something crazy going on with your taxable income in that year. So It's rare that I ever recommend that you not take your RMD the year that is due in in that very first year. So again, this is only a one-time delay option that you have, and that happens in the very first year. After that, it's every year. All right, so let's talk about how you take the money. And this can be a little bit tricky for folks as well, and I have to explain this to people sometimes over and over. So let's go back to what I said the purpose of an RMD was, which is, for the government to get tax revenue from our qualified accounts, all right? So a qualified account is is an IRA, a 401k, a 403b, a 457b, or any kind of retirement account that you've contributed to on a tax-deferred basis. And I want to talk about this in really two separate types of accounts, employer plans and IRAs, all right? So if you've got an employer plan like a 401k or 403b, you're required to take an RMD from that account based on the previous year's balance. So like I said earlier, the the company, generally speaking, is going to reach out to you regarding your RMD, provide you with that amount, but I would encourage you to be proactive. Know what that RMD is and make sure you take it. If you've got three different 401ks, you're going to have to take a separate RMD from each company. And 
most of the time, the company from a 401k standpoint is going to have an automatic 20% withholding for federal taxes. And this is no matter what your actual tax rate is. And most of the time from 401k, you're not going to have the option to withhold state taxes, but it really could depend on your company plan. I've seen it rarely. Um, every state is different, um, and, and most states have a state tax, not most, maybe many states have a state tax exclusion, so it, it would be just a lot of work and very difficult for companies to navigate the rules of a bunch of different states. So again, on these types of plans, whatever your state tax withholding is, is probably going to be up to you or not your withholding, the amount that you owe is going to be up to you. So again, the bottom line is you've got to take an RMD from each of your employer plans. Now, let's switch over to RMDs from an IRA or from multiple IRAs. So here's the deal here. The IRS doesn't care how many IRAs that you have. All they care about is that you satisfy your total RMD based on the total value of your IRAs. For example, if you've got one IRA with a $500,000 balance, your RMD is going to be calculated based on that value. If you've got eight IRAs that total $500,000, the RMD is going to be based on that total value. And, and they don't care which, R, which uh, account you take the RMD from. You can take it from one account or you can take it from multiple accounts. As long as you satisfy the total amount, that's all that matters to them. And so th this is where it's important to work with a competent financial advisor who can help you choose the, the best RMD strategy and which account to take the money from. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E -E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. All right, another difference with an RMD from an IRA is that you've got more flexibility on how and when you pay the taxes. So you can choose to withhold any amount for federal taxes or, or none if you choose. There is not a mandatory 20% withholding like there is with a, with a 401k. If you're in a lower bracket and you know that, you can choose a lesser amount. Or you can choose to withhold none. That's completely up to you. The distribution is still going to be taxable at your ordinary income rate. So, you know, if you want to just settle up at tax time, uh, if you'd rather do that, you can certainly do that. Just be careful. Don't not pay your taxes because you don't want the IRS on, on your bad side. You just, you don't need that. None of us need that in our lives. All right, so here's another frequently asked question that I get. How can I take the money? Well, the answer here is pretty simple. You can take it all at once. You can take it in a lump sum, or you can take it as monthly payments throughout the year. So it really doesn't matter. Whatever fits you and your lifestyle is how you can do it. All right, 
So once you get your RMD, what do you do with the money? You've got a couple of options here. Option one, you can spend it. You can take the distribution, pay the taxes, and spend the money. That's pretty self-explanatory. And that is what a lot of folks choose to do. Now, some people use the RMD to, to pay for some type of project or some maybe a larger ticket item. It's you know, completely up to you. I've, one of the coolest things that I've seen my clients do with an RMD that they don't really need is, is pay for a trip for their, their entire family. Um, and I think this is really neat because they are building memories while they are still alive. And so I think that's a, a great idea. Um, and of course, some folks are just going to use the RMD to supplement the income. So again, it's completely up to you. So that's that's the first option. Take that money and spend it. Option two, you can you can reinvest this money. Uh, take the distribution, pay the taxes, and invest that money into a non-retirement account. So remember, if you do this, you're likely going to have to invest this money in a, in a taxable account, which means that you're going to incur taxes in the future as that money grows too. Just a reminder, you, you cannot put this money back in your IRA or your 401k. You would, wouldn't want to do that. I mean, you could also, if you wanted to, you could use the, the distribution to pay the taxes on a future Roth conversion. So that's another option that's kind of a bonus. All right, so here's a, the third option that I'd like to talk about today. A lot of people take their RMD and and they don't want it and don't need it. And when I ask them the purpose of the money, they just say, hey, I want, I want to leave it to my kids. And so here's the perfect chance, the perfect opportunity for you to make a real difference in the legacy that you leave. So let's suppose your RMD is $30,000 and after taxes, let's just assume that you net $23,000. So here's the idea. What, what if you took a portion of that RMD, say, whatever it is, and funded a life insurance policy. You would accomplish exactly what you were planning to do, which is leave the money to your kids or whoever your beneficiaries. You're going to accomplish that same thing, but you're going to accomplish it in a much greater way. Because instead of just leaving them $10,000 or $15,000 that you put into a bank or an investment account or, or whatever it is, you've leveraged that money to enhance the amount of money that you leave behind. So here's what happens when, when you die. Not only do they get the IRA that you leave behind, whatever's left there, they're also going to get the taxes that come with that account. So it, it's, it's like the gift that keeps on giving to Uncle Sam. So, But because you thought out the, outside the box and you took the steps to enhance the assets that you leave behind, they're also going to re- receive a tax-free death benefit from that life insurance policy. So anyway, it's it's your money, and you can do whatever you want with it. But if you want to leverage what you have and pass on more wealth to the next generation, you've got some options with, with your RMD. So anyway, kind of a short show today, and I, I think I'll wrap up there. But in a future episode, I'm going to discuss how you can minimize or even eliminate your RMD altogether. Uh, I think it's a little bit too much to stack on top of this episode, but it's a, a really important idea and something that people are interested in. So look for that in an upcoming episode. So anyway, I hope this topic was helpful for you. If you enjoyed it, please share it on social media. Tag a friend who may have questions about their RMD. We would really appreciate it. That is a great way for this show to reach more people. So anyway, thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. 
Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com and this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.